Welcome to the Future of Everything podcast with world-renowned futurist and best-selling author, Nick Webb. In this episode, Nick will share the big future trends that are impacting your organization in the areas of innovation, emerging technologies, leadership, and the rapidly changing workplace. Get ready to see the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Webb. Hi, this is Nick Webb, and welcome to another episode of the Nick Webb Show. Okay, we're on episode nine right now, which is a lot of fun for me because this is something that I think is incredibly misunderstood. And that is, how do we get fast and flexible and agile? How do we become more adaptable? How do we become faster on our feet? And one of the things that I think is uh, very important is to look at you know the, the the top of the list of the things that tend to do the most work. I mean, I could spend four hours talking about this, but there's really about five things that really help us in a practical way uh, to get a lot better at speed and agility, which is critical in a time of hyper hyper change. Remember, we've transitioned from symmetrical innovation to disruptive innovation to our current state of chaotic innovation, which is really defined by speed and complexity. We are in a market of speed and complexity, and that's why we need to be fast. And we have to be at the same velocity of change. Change equilibrium is the key here. We have to change at the same speed of the marketscape or faster so that we can be an anticipatory organization. Now, the first thing kind of goes back to what I've been preaching for a while here, and that is we need to start with being lucid leaders. Clarity is one of the best ways to drive speed. Clarity drives speed. And here's why. If we know what we need to do, if we know what is a priority because we have gotten clear on the marketscape of the technology opportunities, of the changing workforce, of the changing economy, of the changing everything, we get clear about the marketscape that we operate in, then we can set great priorities. And when we set great priorities, we have a hierarchy of how we spend our time and enterprise resources. Clarity is the key. And if you remember, I have a whole podcast on from my best-selling book, Lucid Leadership, that talks about how to get clear in the three dimensions, which include clarity in your marketscape, clarity within your own culture, and self-awareness, clarity about yourself in terms of your impact. Clarity is the beginning of speed. The second thing that I want to talk about is we have so much discussion around agile frameworks like Scrum and Kanban and uh, Six Sigma and those kinds of things. And I'm an advocate. I'm a Six Sigma black belt myself. But I look, I think the biggest problem I have with uh, so-called agile frameworks is that we are optimizing, making much quicker and much better things that we shouldn't be doing in the first place. Literally, we're fixing stuff that we should destroy. We're optimizing things that we should eliminate. So before you go into a Six Sigma Agile Scrum, you know, rant, my only recommendation is that you start with making sure that the things that you're looking to optimize are even relevant or will be relevant in the near term. 
only optimize things that are worthy of optimization. Now, if you decide to do that, I believe that there are systems within Scribe. I mean, I use this stuff every day in my own world. I mean, I believe we do sprints. Our entire week is based on sprints. Our team gets together every Monday. We review what our our sprints are supposed to be for that week. We have surgically connected those priorities of our weekly sprints to our uh, goals, which are derivative from our clarity. And then we have a midweek all-hands meeting to find out how we're doing. And then we have one more meeting on Friday. And again, our meetings are standing meetings. They typically last 10 minutes. And the goal there is to know what we're supposed to do, do it, verify it's working, and then optimize for the next week. So sprints work really, really well. It allows us to take a look at inefficiencies and quality and all kinds of things. So by all means, I think that body of work is worthy. I think that we have to get care. We have to be careful because sometimes uh, these lean initiatives can be, you know, the strategic initiative du jour and they wind up just being uh, something that people hate. <laughs> so let's not drop three ring binders on about scrum on our stakeholders desk. Let's use it surgically, but let's only use it in a way that matters. Okay, another thing is that we really have to build uh, cross-functional teams that encourage an interdisciplinary approach towards collaboration within the organization. We have to make sure that everybody knows what everybody else is doing. We have to be able to get people to know how to do other people's work. Uh, We can't afford downtime. And again, this is a time, and this may not be obvious, but this is really a time where we really need to think about the impact of a positive, happy culture. If we want to be fast and agile, we have to be happy. Now, this isn't talked about much, surprisingly, but uh, if you ever look at the ether, the movement, the cadence of an unhappy employee, it's sloth-like. It's sloth-like. It's unbelievably bad. We can't increase efficiencies until we increase, increase the locomotive force, which is human these are human locomotion, locomotion, and the only way we get there is through happiness and job satisfaction. The other thing is, is that continuous learning. We have to build new systems, tools, and methods around the way in which we address uh, speed and agility because it's changing all of the time. We're getting much better at this stuff. As we enter into this time of rapid change and hyper-complexity, a lot of great thinkers are bringing in new systems and tools and processes that are really helping us do this much better. So we have to be willing to continually learn new tricks because in the old days, um, speed was not really the big priority. It was about quality or it was about profit and so on. Speed is the secret sauce of the best organizations in the world. I think there was a book that uh, came out, gosh, 18 years ago or so, that said it's not the big that eat the small, it's the fast that eat the slow. And that is so, so true. So speed is the ultimate weapon uh, when we're looking to enter into a marketplace that can be defined as hyper-complex. The other thing is technology. Well, robotic software automation is rarely talked about, which is shocking to me. Everybody likes to talk about ChatGPT and they like to talk about AI generically. But the two things that we should be looking at as part of our flexibility, speed and agility model 
is what can we throw overboard? In other words, what can we eliminate? The second thing that we should be looking at is what can we automate? According to a recent study by McKinsey, they found that 60% of activities that are performed by your expensive stakeholders can be performed through robotic software automation, RSA. This is something you should definitely look into to find out what can we eliminate and what can we automate. So again, let's get clear about what we want to do in our enterprise. Let's get clear about what our hierarchy of priorities are. Let's leverage technologies to be able to automate things we shouldn't be doing. And this eliminate things that absolutely are outdated or irrelevant. Let's use agile framework as needed very surgically without it becoming an octopus that takes over our organization. Let's just use it in a very thoughtful way. If you want to reach out to me, I can share with you some of the stuff that we've done. But at the end of the day, really sprints are the things that seem to work best for me. I like Kanban cards. I like uh, some of the Scrum dashboards and me measurement systems. So there's stuff you can cherry pick out of it that really work well. But I would encourage you to you know, kind of avoid the knee-jerk reaction to becoming part of the religious order of lean. <clears throat> it can get kind of weird. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Let's get clear about what we want to do. Let's develop a hierarchy of priorities. Let's stop automizing and optimizing stuff that just doesn't matter. Let's cross-train and have cross-functional teams that work well together with good efficiencies. Let's commit to continuous learning because there's great stuff that's coming out all the time. And then one last approach, uh, one last point I'd like to make, we really need to have a customer-centric approach. And that allows us to prioritize customer feedback and market research so that we can be more agile in the market insights that we get and the way in which we rapidly apply them. It's interesting just how bad organizations can be with this. One of the things that I'm really excited about is many great organizations are starting to use technologies like netnography. In other words, they look at and listen to the social dialogue to find out what customers are saying in their natural habitat about your product, brand, or service. By understanding that, we can quickly and rapidly make changes to improve their experience and do it in a way that doesn't require the typical bureaucracy. And I guess one last, last point I'd like to make. Hackathons work really, really well. Developing an efficiency hack hackathon across departments and teams to get direct impact and insights from the people that are waste facing every single day. These are incredible. I hate to admit it, but I've made a lot of money as a consultant going out and asking your employees what they should be, you know, what they're recommending we do to cut costs. And then I put it in a nice report and sell it. Why don't we do that directly? Why don't we get with our stakeholders that see waste every single day? We were involved in a project that saved $40 million just by asking employees, leveraging an ESN and innovation pipeline and these types of of hackathons. So they always provide a great multiple of returns on investment and they work with mathematical certainty. All right, there you go. Let's get fast. Let's get lean. Let's get agile. Let's get clear and let's leverage the right tools and the right technologies at the right time to be able to get to the velocity of complexity and change.
I hope you found this helpful. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Remember, I'm going to be offering up free copies of some of my books coming up. And so you've got to listen to the whole podcast to find out where that secret Easter egg is to be able to download your copy of one of my best-selling books. So please subscribe. Thank you so much for honoring me with your time. And until next time. You have been listening to the Future of Everything podcast with best-selling author and keynote speaker, Nick Webb. To continue getting hard-hitting, powerful insights, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. To learn more about Nick's consulting or speaking services, please visit Nick's website at nickweb.com.